0: This week, Friendshiping is sponsored by Shaker and Spoon. Shaker and Spoon is a subscription cocktail service that helps you learn how to make handcrafted cocktails right at home. Every box comes with enough ingredients to make three different cocktail recipes developed by world-class mixologists. All you need to do is buy one bottle of that month's spirit and you have everything you need to make 12 drinks at home. At just $40 to $50 per month, plus the cost of the bottle, This is a super cost-effective way to enjoy craft cocktails. And you can skip or cancel boxes at any time. Invite some friends over for socially distant drinks at least six feet away from one another or just class up your nightcaps because it's 2021 and you deserve it with your Shaker and Spoon box. Get $20 off of your first box at shakerandspoon.com friendshipping with two
1: Ps. I'm Jen.
0: And I'm Trin. This, this is, is friendshipping And the theme this week is
1: You don't have to like things. You don't.
0: That's it. Friendship between humans has many benefits, but sometimes there is drama and you wanna call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. Do friendship at the problem. Jen, you and I are true gamers, oh. obviously. Ugh. Oh. Content our blood warning, runs gaming. red with Mountain 2 code red. Our <laughs> our skin flakes freely like cool ranch Doritos. <laughs> We're Ooh. as much fun as I make of this. I have drank certainly a few dozen glass containers of that Balls energy drink for gamers in my time. You have? I've definitely done that. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, I was a big gamer back in the, like when I was Was in my big World of Warcraft Okay, yeah, that
1: makes sense. Okay, yeah, I was like, I've never seen you drink one of those, but I didn't know you then, unfortunately.
0: We are happy to make fun of gaming because we both work in it or have worked in it. Gaming is so important right now for people and their friendships. Um, It's a, a big way that people keep in touch that doesn't mean you have to like the game, (laughs) you know? Like, uh, lots of people are making their friends play the games they like these days, is what I think what what the
1: summation (laughs) really is. True. I'm a big social uh, Zoom gamer lately. You know, we always, like, get on a Zoom call with my pals. We chat for, like, 20 minutes, and I'm always the one that's like, anyone want to play Pictionary? People will be like, yeah, yeah, totally. And then they'll keep talking, and then I'll be like, I haven't forgotten that we're here to play Pictionary. Like, I'm... (laughs) I'm the one. I'm the one we have that's a like goal. I'm, I'm like <laughs> guys, we have we have a to-do list here. We have to play Pictionary. Stop talking about your lives. Um, we're here to play Pictionary.
0: I, I want to forget about our lives, okay? Stop talking about them so we can Piction. Yes, no, I understand that feeling very strongly. Just like needing to kind of like zone out and do a different thing. So, in Animal Crossing, a game that I play, it's a game that is intended for children, but mostly people in their 30s play it you have an island with little cartoon animals on it and you you give them gifts and stuff and i think i mentioned to you jen that i created a little connell on my island (gasps) yeah that's right so you create a little avatar of yourself that lives in a little house and there can be multiple players and so i made one for my partner connell and he has a little house and everything and it has been so much fun because jen let me tell you something my villagers won't stop talking shit about (laughs) connell Oh, no. Why don't they like Connell? So I don't even it's it's just they're always like talking about him. And my my guess is that because I play as Connell less often as I do as
1: myself, that's they why they're talking him. about him. They don't trust him. They see him as an outsider. <laughs>
0: There's this, this new lion who moved to my island named Leopold. I have this picture of him saying, oh, guess who I saw yesterday just walking around it was Connell.
1: <laughs> Just walking around. Leopold is not super good at talking shit.
0: <laughs> he's, he's pretty bad at it. Anyway, it's been really delightful. And I've told Connell, you must pick a boyfriend and or girlfriend on this island. And I was like, I strongly recommend uh, my boyfriend, Sprocket, who's the electronic ostrich. Um, I'm happy to share. Uh, and so I, intru- I introduced real life Connell to all the little cartoon animals on my island. And let me be very clear. Flirting in relationships is not actually a mechanic in this game. It's just that some of us queer weirdos just, just, we just, we just, we project onto
1: it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, like, you you fill in the blanks. You kind of take, you make the narrative your own. I'm, I'm right there with you. I also did
0: this in World of Warcraft. I chose an NPC who was my character's boyfriend. His name is Duthorian uh, Rall. He lives in the uh, Chapel of Light in uh, in Azeroth. And uh, you know what? I do it everywhere. Anyway, so I took Hanwha around to to everybody. And I've been asking him, so have you chosen? Have you chosen yet? And usually his answer will be something like, no, I have not chosen a tiny cartoon animal to date yet, which is completely (laughs) reasonable. No, I have not taken a fictional mate yet. Right. But today I showed him that picture of Leopold talking shit and and I texted it to him because we text each other all day, even though we're in just different rooms of the same apartment. Because we I do that too. That's how you pretend you're in different buildings, is to just text each other all day. But so I texted him the picture of Leopold being like, oh, I saw Connell walking around, what? <laughs> and Connell goes, Well, I'm certainly not dating him now. And that's that's my updates Ooh, from my world. Maybe they should date. Maybe it could be like I hate to love fanfic. You know, I love those. Oh my god. Enemies to friends, friends to lovers, lovers to enemies, enemies to lovers again. Oh, the fanfic has been written. Oh,
1: yes.
0: (laughs) It it is going to occur. Jen, tell me about
1: you. I have been going to therapy. I have been uh, seeking some counseling just to get through life. You know, I advocate for it on the show a lot. So I was like, maybe one day I'll take my own advice. And I'm doing that. And so first first therapy appointment, this is how I know... (laughs) This is how I know I, I was like overdue. As soon as my therapist asked, like you know, the, the questions, like tell me about yourself, what brings you here. This, as soon as she asked a question that what I would describe as just a t- one layer deeper, I burst into tears and oh, and oh, this is the funny part. Immediately got a nosebleed. <laughs> oh, <Jen! laughs> okay. I oh. And, you know it's on Zoom, right? I could see it in my face and I was like oh god okay I'll be right back <laughs> oh, no. it was just I don't know I genuinely I'm not I'm, I genuinely think this is hilarious like I wrote it down in my little quarantine journal that I keep I gotta remember this you just started leaking in so many ways <laughs> that there's something so uh, like manga there's something so yes.
0: anime about crying and having a nosebleed <laughs> oh, and the same god. were you also like sweating were there little
1: sweat drops coming off of the yeah, top yeah, of your yeah, head exactly I had that oh, like, that, like my, my, uh, my temple was doing that furrow thing that's always a <laughs> cartoon character. <laughs> okay, so that's, that's all you need to know about Jen. I am doing A-OK, um, and I know that because this story about therapy makes me laugh every time I think about it. In therapy,
0: I have noticed, and maybe this is just true of me and Jen, it could be true of nobody else on the planet, but I think it's probably true of other people. You know how there's a, have you ever heard of a divining rod? It's one of those sticks that's supposed to help you find water magically. Ooh, no, I don't think I have. So a divining rod is this, like, forked rod. You guys can Google it. It's from way, 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 way back in the day. And it's supposed to indicate the presence of of water in a place. And what you do is you, like, it's like a Ouija board, you know? Like, you you follow the thing where it leads you sort of thing. Uh-huh. Um, and that's how I feel about crying in therapy. When you start poking at the thing you need to work on, your body starts reacting sometimes with, like, tears. And I think that people may shy away from those topics because they are making them emotional. But actually, that just means that that's the sore spot.
1: You're so right about this. And I remember when I first saw a counselor when I was 19, 20, I would avoid all of those spots, even though those spots were the reason why yeah. I was there. But, you know, I'm I'm a veteran now. I'm I'm old and aging, so I don't <laughs> avoid those spots anymore. I talk, I talk all the way through therapy now, whereas when I was younger, I would, like, I'm just going to sit in this awkward silence um, and you can ask all the questions and I'm not even going to. I'm fine. I don't I'm fine. I mean, I don't even know why I'm here.
0: Because you started as a surly
1: teen. (laughs) I was a little teen. I was a grumpy little teen who signed up for therapy and then was like, I don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, now I now I talk and I, I I. bleed and I cry and I do all kinds of bodily functions. And that's the whole point, you know, it's it's you got to dig around in there, clean it
0: out, figure it out. And like, don't and I'm just saying to the listeners, like, don't be afraid of, of, of crying in therapy. So much like how in therapy you start weeping when you are talking about something you don't want to talk about because it's emotionally delicate to you. The asker this week is playing a game that triggers their anxiety in a way that is deeply uncomfortable. Um, and they would like to become more comfortable with playing this game. Jen and I have strong feelings uh, to, to the opposite. Uh, let's fucking do it.
1: Yeah, I think it's my turn. I believe it. I'm is. I'm going to read now. Dear Jen and Trin, I've been playing the game Among Us with a group of friends, but it's giving me major social anxiety. Not only do you have to murder your friends, you have to lie about it. Ah! But really, this is one of my few ways of socializing these days, and the social anxiety hangover the next day is terrible. Did I yell too much to everyone? Do they hate me now? Was I the most annoying player ever? I was totally annoying, definitely too whiny. They're never going to want to play this game with me again, and then I'll have no friends. Oh, and I'm really, really bad at the game, and sound like I'm lying even when I'm telling the truth so I just end up looking real dumb. Combine this with my competitive nature and need for perfectionism and it's just bad news bears. I'm fine being bad at things. This game is making me doubt that I have any ability to just chill out and have fun. Any ideas how I can calm down and enjoy my friend time? And no weed for me, it just makes my anxiety worse. Sucks to be me. pronouns she, her. So let's start
0: off this question with a brief description of of what Among Us is. So Among Us is an online video game that you play with your friends and you have a little tiny avatar of yourself. And uh, you are either on the side of like the the ship that because you're in a spaceship right now and you want the ship to be working. And so you're fixing things. Or you're a saboteur and the saboteur goes around and, f- and, and kills people and breaks stuff. And, and so the saboteurs can win or the, the ship's crew can win, essentially. And you don't you, you find out, I think, who you are like in the beginning of the game. And then you just kind of have to like move forward appropriately from there. And it is a social deduction game. So many people have probably played um, the game Mafia or Werewolf. Um, like it's a very common game to just play with no cards. You lie to each other. Somebody's a werewolf, somebody, whatever.
1: You don't have to like any of these games at all. <laughs> you don't have to. Yeah, this is a specific category of game, and it might not be a game category for you. I used to love them because I introduced Avalon to my friends years and years ago. And I had so much fun playing it like for two or three rounds. And then they immediately got too good at it. And I was like, never mind, I'm doing this again. <laughs> they, my friend group, there's even the person in the group that was like doing the math to figure out who could be. Oh, yeah. Who could be the saboteur. And I was like, oh, that's so smart. And I'll never be able to do that. So, yeah, I mean, I, I have a love-hate thing with these games. I love them. And then I'm also not good at them. And my friends are fucking monsters. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> They're brutal. They're brutal. And, just, and I get destroyed. So, yeah, I mean, these games, they might not be for you, and that's okay. It is super okay. And You're talking to two gamers here, so. I mean,
0: you can spell, like, gamers with a Z. That's how gamer we are. Um, but I, <laughs> I love other social deduction games. I, I love um, Secret Hitler, Avalon. Um, I'm, I'm, As Jen said before, I am a monster. I, I, I accept the new rules of society as set forth by the game, and I go for it. And I love them, but I hate Among Us. Yep. I played it, I think, one evening with some friends, and I find it very stressful. It's very difficult for me to, like, manage moving myself around the game and keeping track of everything that's happening. Oh, yeah. And I just find it—I find it very stressful. And so I don't play it anymore. And that's what we would like you to do, Asker. It's time to—it's to. to st- it's time to stop. This isn't worth it at all.
1: yeah. This is, like, not worth it. It's not worth the social anxiety hangover in the morning, you know? Like, you feel bad after playing this game. You're examining your behavior in a way that is not productive or helpful at all. I do believe in pushing yourself out of your comfort zone and trying things that maybe you're unsure about. But you've tried this, and it went badly a couple times, and it makes you feel awful. So we're going to say this isn't the game for you. And uh, let's find find other things to do instead.
0: Yeah, and also, I want to make sure that we say this. It also sounds like you might be an anxious person, and that might be something that's worth looking into. Because it's not just that you're anxious about this game, it's that you're so anxious that you can't even find the solution of not playing the game, which to me indicates you might have a wider, more generalized anxiety. Because here's the thing, most people get a little hangover after any event with their friends, but it's a hangover that's half a glass of champagne when you're over 35 hangover. It's not like yeah. a I'm puking and I, I can't get up and I need some fried eggs kind of hangover. And that's what you're having. And I think you are describing real anxiety and not just anxiety that comes from this game. So so this will be the only time we say this because the rest of this episode is going to be about here's other things you can do
1: with your friends.
0: I would say in tandem with that, you may want to look into your
1: anxiety. This game is is touching on something that might be very real and worth looking into. Yeah, you know? it's poking like, the
0: wood like we were talking about exactly.
1: earlier. Exactly. I was just thinking that. This is touching on your need to, you fill in the blank. Is it touching on your need to be in control, to feel like you had a great evening? Like it's 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 getting at something that's a little sensitive to you. So that's that's probably worth looking into.
0: So let's first talk about ways to... Play this game in a way that makes you less anxious. Jen and I both agree you should just stop playing the game. But if for some weird reason your friends just won't play another online game, they're like, we're only playing Among Us right now. Well, that's really bogus of your friends and they should listen to you and what you want to do. But um, one way that you can you can uh, kind of like let go is lean into how bad you are at this game.
1: Oh, I always do that when I feel overwhelmed by a game um you, you know, I don't want to you don't want to break the game for other people you don't want to like totally bend the rules so the game doesn't work anymore but lean into chaos be the be the source of chaos in the game you know lean into how bad you are laugh at yourself laugh out loud can you make yourself physically relax that always helps me like if you find yourself hovering over your computer with your your shoulders up to you, your ears can you like change your body language and and fake like you're having fun. Does maybe that might help a little. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um Jen, I like what you said about just like being the chaotic element because it reminds me of last week's episode um with Dave in the D&D game. Dave, yes. Every D&D game has a Dave and what we mean by that is like a somebody who just decides that they're taking the rules and the situation into their own hands and they're going to have fun with it. And we strongly suggest that to you. And honestly, I feel like people love winning so much that they don't care that much when you lose. Like nobody's... Oh, that
1: is so true.
0: Right? Like nobody's keeping track of how many times you lost. They're like, oh my God, I won five times. Yeah, I'm definitely playing with this person
1: again. (laughs) Uh, yeah, man, you can play this game and just not try that hard. You can not, you can turn down the trying button and turn up the chaotic laugh at yourself, laugh at your friends button.
0: Yeah, you can just show up and that's it. You're just like, I am, I am a person, I am playing this game, and I am here mostly just to talk to you guys. I truly believe that if you did that, your friends wouldn't even fucking notice. I don't think that this asker, I don't think this is a good solution for the asker. Honestly, I do still believe that just not playing this game is the, is the true answer. But Jen, tell me about your coach who was amazing, because I feel like this is so relevant.
1: Yeah. OK, so I've mentioned two, three thousand times on the show that I was a Division One athlete. And uh, don't yeah, you ever you forget it. Kiss them biceps. <laughs> My senior year, I got a, a new coach, which is kind of a big deal um, at a college Fortunately, she was fucking amazing. And I'm still in touch with her today. Being around her makes me get my shit together just because she is the she is their shit together in a way uh, that is truly amazing and intimidating. And all the advice she gave me my senior year still comes to me to this day. And one piece of advice she gave me was actually right before a race. And I would get very anxious before races, very nervous, get quiet, grumpy, uptight, you know, Typical anxiety uh, for something that I wanted to perform well at, and one day she said something so simple, which was like, "Hey, remember this is a sport, and sports are fun." Right. Like she said it just like that, like, "Hey, you can have fun." She was trying to encourage me to get to the the starting line and chill out a little bit and remember that there are stakes here, but they're so low, so low. The stakes are like minuscule, and I think I think maybe you need a little dose of that. Pretend you have uh, Coach Jackie in your year, like I did. I had Coach Bonebreak, literally his name. And who knows? No. If he,
0: yeah, for real. Who literally said out loud that athletes are better than other people and winning is everything. <laughs>
1: okay, and, well, that's true. <laughs> <so>. <laughs>
0: right. And so I quit in the middle of my first season freshman year. And I was like, fuck this. I'm doing the plays. And like, that was a really good move for me. It's just like, you know what? I've, I'm giving up on being an athlete. I'm going into theater. And that is what I think the asker needs to do. You know what? Let's let's explore other fields like maybe (laughs) lying and murder isn't your thing. Maybe art is your thing. Um, I just asked Twitter, um, what games do you play with your friends online? And I'm just going to go through a few of the highlights because there are a million of them. We will link this Twitter thread because I I think it's that you that useful. I'd say the standout is the free multiplayer drawing and guessing game called Scriblio. So S-K-R-I-B-B-L dot I-O. Jen has played this game.
1: Oh, I have I ever. I fucking love this game. This is the game I was talking about in the beginning of the show where I was like, hey, everyone stop talking and play this game with me instead. <laughs> I love it. I, uh, I love it so much that my husband made fun of me a little bit lovingly and with my permission because I was playing it after my friends got off the call. I went online and played it with strangers. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I just loved it. I find it really fun. It's like it's based. It's like Pictionary, but they couldn't use the word Pictionary because that's no doubt copyrighted or whatever. So <laughs> right. they just call it. They just call it that.
0: I'm I'm gonna go through mostly the more casual games that people have suggested because not everyone's a hardcore true gamer like me and Jen. Um, like us, yeah. <laughs> but um, people are playing Mario Kart online, which I think is oh, outstanding. What? Yeah. I didn't know you could do that. I don't know how to do it, but um, I'm gonna ask my my buddy uh, Elizabeth exactly how that goes lots of people are saying that they're doing um short runs of rpgs that they've already played with their friends so a lot of people are mentioning like they're doing a borderlands run et cetera, etc um Lots of people are doing RPGs, so like D&D and stuff, which is a lot of fucking work, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So we don't always suggest that if there's not one person in your group who will put aside their entire life to build a universe for you. But um, code- <laughs> Codenames is also online, which is super Love great. Love Names. It's codenames.game. And Codenames is a word game. It sounds like it's a secret shooty game like Among Us, but it's not. It's a brain, word, fun game. Jen and I, you've played it, right?
1: Oh yeah, yeah I, love the, I love code names. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's it's amazing because I can be really not great at it one round, and then the next round I can be like, oh my god, I'm so smart. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, definitely recommend code names. And you know, if you we're talking here about playing different games, so you're gonna have to do a little legwork here to get your friends on board with this. Assuming that they, like, love Among Us and it's all they want to play, which I doubt. Among Us is, like, the new hotness right now. Like, literally, AOC was playing it on Twitch a couple weeks ago. Um, But it won't be the game that your friends want to play always and forever. Like, I really doubt that. So you can suggest a new game. You might have to be the one that teaches the rules and and sends out the link and whatever. Um, But, you know, there's another idea here, which is you can say, hey, I'm going to take a break from games. You guys go play. Among Us gets my heart rate too high, so I'm just going to watch. You know, you can you can participate yes. without participating if, if you want to do that, too.
0: Oh, man. So speaking of games to participate without participating, there is this game that a few people suggested, and um, uh, my buddy Blair uh, Brown suggested, Phasmophobia. Have you heard of this game, Jen? No. Oh, mm. my God. So, <laughs> this fucking game. The asker should never play this game. So everybody else maybe try this game. Askers <laughs> specifically don't. So Phasmophobia is a game where you're playing a ghost hunter and you and your friends go around and you're trying to communicate with ghosts and the ghosts can like kill you and get angry. And I, I have so my partner plays it and I have all this audio that I've, I've recorded outside of his door while he screams the name of ghosts. <gasps> Man, like because all the ghosts have names That's like so Joe funny. Miller. Oh, Joe Miller. Oh, my God, it's Joe Miller. <laughs> like and it's like it's so fucking funny to me. Holy and, shit, I want to play this. Yeah, um, I, I don't know if it costs a ton of money or, or what it is. But like if you if you want to just listen to your friends scream for a while, I can imagine that being a spectator on that game would be a lot of fun.
1: Oh, man, I I really I'm going to look into that. I'm going to make my friends play that play that. I might pick that over Pictionary this weekend. Wow.
0: My last, um, because I'm still going through all, all of the, the tweets, and thank you to everybody who um, chimed in on this. Again, we're going to uh, post this in the notes so that you can look at all the, the games that people are playing. Tabletop Simulator is um, suggested by a ton of people. Oh, yeah. So Tabletop Simulator is a platform. On which you can play a bunch of different card games. Um, I know lots of people who play Hanabi on uh, tabletop simulator. That's a great game. It is a great fucking game. So I, I think if you get nothing from this at all, definitely go to that that list of suggestions from everybody because there are there's so many games. There are so many different games. It's as though you came to us and you said, "My friends love bologna sandwiches, but I'm allergic to bologna, and I don't know what to do." And it's like, fucking stop eating bologna. <laughs> (laughs) Bologna, dude, like there's salami, there's PB&J, like you just put lettuce between two slices of Wonder Bread and go. Like just don't play the thing that
1: makes you upset. Yeah, don't do that. Bologna makes me sick. Should I keep playing it because I want (laughs) to spend time with my friends? No, you shouldn't. There's so many other things you can do. You can also opt out from games. You can take a break. You can say, hey, can we hang out? And then when you guys play games, I'll probably mentally check out. I'm just tired and don't feel like using my brain. You can you can do all of these things. You can, um, like, start a Google Doc that is just your friends typing nonsense at each other. I've done that. Gets, gets pretty inappropriate <laughs> very quickly. You can do a virtual escape room. Maybe not great for people with anxiety, but I'm going to say it anyway. You can uh, watch a movie together instead. Apparently, there's an extension that allows you to watch movies on Netflix together. I don't know how it works. It's called Teleparty. Yeah, Um, yeah, I'll report back on that. I I, I, have you used it. Um, So I was going to use it to watch
0: um, that extremely disappointing lesbian movie with. um,
1: uh, Oh yeah, what's it called? For the yeah, the Christmas one, yeah, yeah, yeah. With Kristen
0: Stewart's in it, and everybody who's in it is delightful. But it's yep. like it's not. I don't know. I just if whatever. I was going to group watch that, but because I anticipated being deeply disappointed by it, I watched it alone and sat in my own disappointment. However. If I were to watch a movie like, say, (laughs) uh, Jupiter Ascending, something that's really ridiculous that will make you yell at the screen, um, watch a horror movie if you hate horror with your friends. Because the more you shout together, the more it feels like you're together.
1: Oh, yeah. I would never, ever watch a scary movie alone. I barely watch scary movies anyway, but definitely all the scary movies in my life have been with a group of people during the day, all the lights <laughs> I on. watched
0: uh, Midsummer with uh, my buddy. Oh, you did? I did. So I watched it. So it was me and Connell on uh, headphones with our, because uh, everybody in a couple has couple friends, our couple friend, uh, Derek and Lauren. And Lauren had been wanting me to watch this movie forever because it does have this like feminist kind of like fuck yeah kind of angle mm-hmm. to it. And I felt that. I definitely did. But the whole time, I'm just like, why? Why? Why are they doing? Why the bear? Why the flowers? But the I hate the, but the bear. Why? And like, they're just laughing at me the entire time. And, and that was entertaining in itself. Like, there are, you have options, dude.
1: Yeah, go explore those options. Your friends want to, your friends probably really like the game Among Us, but they also really like you, you know, like, so let them play, let them play their silly little lying game, but also make room, make room for you in there. You know, they want to hang out with you. They want to see you.
0: I'm sorry that the work will fall to you because it's one of those situations that we always mention where when your needs and boundaries change or you just haven't stated those needs and boundaries, it's important to recognize in the conversation that you have with your friends that you want something to change. You have been participating in the thing that you don't like, and now you want it to change and be over. So the work's going to fall to you to be like, hey, uh, guys, it turns out I don't love Among Us, but I, there are other online games <laughs> that I do. I would love to try. Hey, does anybody have time um to try Scriblio? Maybe you say that. After an Among Us game, you're like, you know what? I'm really worn out. Does anybody want a Mario Kart after this? I think there's a a number of ways you could bring this up in a a constructive way.
1: Yeah. I wonder if your friends know how you feel. Like, that just occurred to me. Have you said this makes me super anxious yet? Because... Maybe they're like, yeah, me too. But do they get it? Do they get that it's like becoming, you know, like you dreading playing? Because you might want to you might want to clue them in. Yeah. And um, it doesn't need to be a heavy conversation. You can be like, oh, I can't. Ooh, too much. This this game really gets under my skin. And your friends probably will understand. Yeah. I'm going to talk to the friend group for a minute. If someone tells you something like this, you got to listen. You know, it doesn't matter how silly it is or how silly it feels to you. Here's an example my husband's best friend uh they are extremely bonded over uh their love of sports and it's like all the it's something they talk about on text like all day it's, it's very sweet to me but the year the cubs won the world series was 2016 but the year the, before that i think they they almost made a run they like made it to the playoffs and almost made the world series but didn't yet so and my husband watching this game was so anxious <laughs> He was so anxious that he he had to like go out to our back porch and like take a deep breath. And to me, and I like the Cubs, but I'll still like, whoa. <laughs> so he and um, and I was I remember being surprised that he didn't want to watch this game with his best friend. And he was like, actually, um, we, we talked about it and we decided like we can't be around each other because we'll make each other. It's just like too personal to wow. us. And I was like, holy shit. I was like, this is amazing. Like, uh, first of all, that's like 400 level friendship. Right? Uh, and also, this is two straight cis dudes. I was like, look at you guys talking about your feelings.
0: <laughs> I'm always extra proud of straight cis dudes when they, like, make it there because no, yeah. nobody told them that they are supposed to have feelings, too. They figured that uh, <laughs> they had one heartbreak in junior high and they're like, oh, shit, I have emotions. And everyone's oh like, no, God, no, no, that... no,
1: ignore those. That's no, they, those no, go no, no. away. Oh, sh- sh- sh-. no. The- <laughs> oh, bury those. Those go in the cabinet, and then you lock the cabinet. Uh, Yeah, I was so impressed, and it made me laugh. And I was like, "Oh, they're being good friends to each other." Uh, So your friends want to be good friends to you too. So you just sometimes you just gotta tell them how. Yeah,
0: and like, and this is a okay the the midsummer example. I was screaming and like like freaking out and stuff, but I knew that it was delighting my friends. And if it were truly traumatizing me, I would not watch the movie anymore. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And and I think that there's a certain amount of that that uh, your friends probably won't be able to interpret, especially online. So if you say things like, oh, my gosh, this makes me so anxious. This makes me so anxious. They may think that that's just you expressing excitement and not like, hey, this gives me true and real anxiety that is difficult to deal with. Those are
1: so different sounding. That is such a good point, Shren. Like you do... You have to you have to step away from the game and make it clear like hey this is this is a thing this isn't an in game I'm having fun right. kind of thing like this is actually making me anxious to the point where I can't chill out. So
0: you know how like children scream always? Uh, I used yeah <laughs> I used to live next to an elementary school and every day they open those school doors at two fifty five p.m. and everyone starts screaming and it's like okay well are they having a great time are these good time fun fat rhymes screams or are these screams of like A ghost has gotten into the building and is chasing us out like like it was it was a constant stressor. But that's the thing is like your your friends are hearing your screams and they are like, oh, they're having a great time. And you're like, no, there's a literal no, there's literally a lion, a man-eating lion that is chasing me. And I am screaming so I can alert you that I want to be away from it. Like they're not interpreting it right.
1: (laughs) That's exactly it. Yes, you got to You got to clue them into what your screams mean. You know, Jen, I think about man-eating lions all of the time. I think about sharks and alligators all of the time. Jen, did you know, Here's, here's a. So you've now subscribed to Gator Facts. Um, gators don't really want to mess around with humans when they're on land. Because think about it. Gators are low to the ground and humans are much taller. Oh, yeah. However, however, if you're in water, Ugh. all bets are off. Oh, yeah. That's when gators, g- most gator attacks happen in water. So, everyone, be alert. Yeah, I can't... Stay vigilant. I can't blame them for being mad that you entered their turf. Like... Yep, yep. It's like when people go to Hawaii and like, where... How do we... Where part of the island do we go to where there aren't sharks? And it's like, well, then you just don't go in the water. Because the sharks, that's where they live, it turns out. That's, That's theirs. That's theirs. They were there first. They were there first. Sharks are as old as dinos. Okay, respect.
0: Jen... You know, I love you for so many reasons, but I think that your deep respect for sharks is one of the things that really sets our friendship over
1: the edge and into love. (laughs) Thank you. I have dreams about sharks twice a week. Do you really? Yeah, all the time. I think it's because I I look at ocean pictures a lot. (laughs) I find them, you know how some people enjoy like scary movies? I don't particularly, but I do like scary stories about the ocean. So sometimes when I'm just surfing around on the net before bed... I I seek them out on, like, Reddit and stuff, and then I give myself the creeps, and then that leads to to ocean dreams. Wow.
0: I don't have interesting nightmares. My recurring anxiety nightmare is that my cats have multiplied. Not that they had babies, (laughs) but that carbon copies of them exist, and now there's, like, 30 of them, and I'm trying to, like, just keep them in one place. I'm just like, oh, my God, what do I do with all these cats? And then I wake up because I'm like, oh, shit, I'm so glad I only have two cats. That's still way too many, but yeah. Oh,
1: my God. Can you imagine a million Dargos? I can't. <laughs> that would be
0: amazing. Because I always say I have two cats, but I really have like eight cats because I have one cat who's like half a cat because Roasty's only like six pounds. And then I have the other cat right. who's just a, a man-eating lion in form
1: of a cat. Anyway, I do think <laughs> Dargo would eat me if he were big enough. <laughs> <laughs> do you think it was so, something would snap at him one day and he'd be like, I'm going to eat you. yeah yeah i think he would just be like that you know you've been <laughs> around
0: smelling real good for a number of years and i'd like to try, i think maybe he'd take off a finger at least anyway
1: yeah like we've had a good run but i'm kind of hungry and you're right there you're right there
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay wow ah. wildly off topic uh but i uh i think that we we mostly agree on this you know it's like in conclusion Try another game. There are so many other games. There are so many other different things you could do with your friends online. And if they don't really feel like it, well, hey, great news. Uh, Humans get sick of things real, real quick. And I imagine in about a month, they'll be tired of it. So then you'll have this list of games that you can play. Uh, And also your friends probably, probably, hopefully, don't want you to feel shitty. And so if you express in some clear terms how shitty these games make you feel and offer a real alternative that would be fun, I really think that they'd be open to it. Agreed. Agreed to agree. This has been Friendshiping that you've been listening to. If you would like to buy our book, oh, oh hell yeah, do that thing. At friendshippingpodcast.com, you will be able to find our book. You'll be able to find a portal to ask us some questions. If you're scared of websites, you can just email us your questions at friendshipingpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you to Multitude for giving us our sweet ads. Thank you to Ian Parman for editing. Ah, Thank you to Lauren Gallagher for your design work. Thank you so much, Monica Verma, for being our agent. Thank you, Molly Lewis, for our theme song. And audience, thank you for listening. You're welcome for talking.
1: You friendship
0: had the problem. And I actually think I might have had Coach Bonebreak and Coach Pain. Or maybe it was Principal Pain. It doesn't matter. That's unreal.